the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two underway now. It's nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday. It's the 28th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks again to uh, Dr. Richard Urso. Great conversation last hour. And now I expect a better one with Dr. Everett Piper, who is our regular Thursday guest for analysis and reaction to the news of the day. Dr. Piper is a past university president. He is a best-selling author. He's a columnist for the Washington Times. And he also does a radio podcast broadcast in uh, his native Oklahoma. Joining us now once again on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Doctor. Good morning, Bob. I hope you all are doing well up there. We are indeed. Did you get your shirt yet? Um, not yet, but your folks have been communicating with me. I okay. think um, I think I failed to give them my snail mail address, and I ah. assume once I provided that, it's on its way. However, in Oklahoma, it has to be delivered by chuck wagon. You know that, right? <laughs> Uh, no, I did not know that. I thought they had advanced past that, but uh, well, you know what you you just you just gave me a perfect introduction slash segue into an Oklahoma story that I wouldn't have believed any more than I thought they still used horseback and uh, chuck wagon to deliver mail. The Oklahoma Supreme Court, Doctor Piper. This is one of the three stories we're going to discuss today, so let's just go into it. You describe Oklahoma correctly on a regular basis when we speak as the reddest of the red states as conservative as the day is long. And yet, the Supreme Court in Oklahoma has blocked three anti-abortion laws that are supposed to go into effect at the start of the next month. I thought Oklahoma was was proudly uh, supportive of life and the sanctity of life, of all life, and come to find out, well, at least in the courts, maybe not so much. What can you tell us? Well, it's interesting. Um, I, I have I have described Oklahoma as the reddest of red states, and the reason for saying that is that four, excuse me, four four 
consecutive presidential elections, we have not had one county vote blue. In other words, the entire state of Oklahoma is red on presidential election days. And that does put us in the reddest of red state category. However, I have also argued for years that we are more purple than we are red because I know what goes on down in Oklahoma City. I know the politicking and the dance that takes place down there. And I also know that Mary Fallon, one of our Republican governors, was not nearly as conservative as she pretended to be. And some of these Supreme Court justices that voted against this pro-life initiative are her appointees. All three of the uh, justices that Governor Stitt has appointed voted the right way. So who voted the wrong way? And who elected and appointed these judges? Elections matter. If you vote for a rhino for your governor, you're going to get purple decisions rather than red decisions. You're going to get equivocation. You're going to get a dance. For example, it's a different issue, but it's the same thing. Right now, Oklahoma's School Board Association has not criticized the National School Board Association for their lunacy, for their calling parents domestic terrorists because we disagree with this left-wing indoctrination that's taking place in our schools. Our school board association is one of those associations that won't say anything negative about it. So I guess the point of this story, Bob, is don't pretend that you're conservative and don't pretend pretend that you're a red state if you're not going to hold your politicians' feet to the fire and demand that they vote for, and um, in the case of judges, rule accordingly rule for the conservative values that you've claimed to hold dear yeah I, I suppose that would be the case although you know just listening to the arguments of those uh you know who who uh got the court to to rule the way that they did in that five to three vote um you know they're proudly they're they're probably going to say we're not a true conservative state that we believe in certain other ideals and ideas um the the national let's see what is this called the center for reproductive rights president and ceo nancy northup said uh in response to this um the oklahoma supreme court recognized that these laws these are pro life laws would cause irreparable harm to oklahomans all of these laws have the same goal to make it harder to get an abortion in Oklahoma. We'll continue to fight in court to ensure these laws are struck down for good. Politicians should not be meddling in the private health decisions of Oklahomans. And and, and there's a couple of things there I'll ask you to follow up on. Number one, the argument that the Supreme Court apparently agreed with that this would cause irreparable harm to Oklahomans, I guess they're not considering baby Oklahomans, pre-born Oklahomans, because I think it causes irreparable harm to them when you allow abortions to happen, number one. And then number two, politicians should not be meddling in the private health decisions of Oklahomans. I literally don't know the answer to this, but where is Oklahoma as it pertains to vaccine mandates? Because that would seem to speak to that issue. Uh, Governor Stitt is uh, washing his hands of it. I'm not all that fond of what he's doing right now. He's claiming to be pro-business, and therefore he's not telling businesses what they have to do with regard to vaccines. In other words, if you've got a business in Oklahoma and you want to require vaccines, he says, that's your business. I won't meddle in your business. If you say, I'm not going to require it, he says, I'm not going to meddle in your business. So he's staying neutral. He's staying out of the business of private business. Now, some may argue that's a 
a legitimate stand. I wish he was more of a DeSantis, but on that issue, he's not. Um, and there is no government mandate, obviously, in Oklahoma for vaccines. And there is no government mandate for social distancing or masking. In fact, we have a law that was passed through our legislature, and the governor signed it into effect, saying it's illegal in Oklahoma to require students to wear masks in public schools. So good. that's Governor Stitt. Okay, so um, that part is good, but to- I agree with the other part you said, though. It's one thing for him to not have a mandate on vaccines, but as you said, Governor DeSantis, Governor Abbott, and some others have indeed uh, issued orders, executive orders, that say you not only are we not mandating vaccines, we're not allowing any businesses to mandate vaccines. We want people to be free with their own bodies. That, that part hasn't happened in Oklahoma. No, no. In fact, he has explicitly come out and said he's not going to do that, and I'm disappointed uh, for the reasons that you just suggested. Now, back to the issue of protecting life and the, yes. and, the, and the life and livelihood of Oklahomans. Well, maybe you ought to start with the youngest and most vulnerable uh, among us. Maybe you ought to protect the lives of our babies. Maybe you ought to stop sacrificing Oklahoma blood on the altar of Planned Parenthood. You know, that might be a, bl- a good place to start. But you know what? Back to the reddest of red state issue, Mary Fallon had the opportunity to sign a law, a sign a law that had passed our Senate and our House that would have put Planned Parenthood out of business in Oklahoma, and she vetoed it, and she was a Republican. Wow. So that, that, that says an awful lot about where we are if they're in the reddest of red states. Like you said, there's enough purple going on there that, uh, uh, that lives cannot be protected, or at least uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not forcing uh, people to do the right thing and protect all life. Okay, let's uh, move from there on to... No, you know what? It's 1017. Let's take our break here. I'd rather take it a couple of minutes early and have room for the other two topics on the other side. So we're going to do that here with Dr. Piper. We're going to stay on the issue of science. Those who believe that babies aren't babies are decidedly anti-science. Strangely enough, those same individuals also think that when a male is elevated to the position of four-star admiral uh, and wears a wig that we can now say that a glass ceiling has been broken and the first female has been appointed to that position. Once again, anti-science. We'll talk about that and explore it with Dr. Piper next. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Ten twenty. Now we continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer with Doctor Everett Piper. It's kind of funny how how often this happens. I turn to a man who is a theologian, a man who is a a strong um, uh, advocate of the Christian Church, to talk to us about science. So much for the separation of uh, science and, and religion, right? Doctor Piper, let's talk more science here. You, as an evangelical Christian and a very strong and devoted one, uh, the man I'm turning to to explain Rachel slash Richard Levine to me. Richard Levine is and was a doctor who has been named uh, as the secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services under uh, Joe Biden. While serving in this position, Richard slash Rachel Levine, who is a male, uh, has never changed that, but who likes to wear wigs and women's clothes and be called Rachel. As apparently because of that, uh, and having been awarded a fourth star as a four-star admiral now, is being called a groundbreaker, uh, a, a, a ceiling shatterer, if you will, a glass ceiling shatterer, because because he wears a wig and a, and a dress, he is now the first female four-star admiral. Um, this is astounding. 
And you have spoken on this program often about just the complete deconstruction of women. Uh, women are being, you know, essentially canceled as, as, a, as a gender, as a sex. You aren't a woman, or excuse me, anybody can be a woman if they simply declare themselves to be so. And, uh, you know, again, uh, stereotypes and ground can be broken by somebody who just says, I am a female. What does this do to actual females, Dr. Piper? Well, they don't exist anymore. I mean, if everyone is a female, then no one is a female. If, 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 and this is, stop and think about what I just said. If anyone and everyone can claim that they're a female, then real females don't exist any longer. Title IX is meaningless. I mean, we're being led by flat earthers right now. Our nation is being governed by flat earthers, science deniers. They tell you that a female isn't real, that a female is nothing but a fabrication, a female is nothing but a fantasy of a dysphoric male who wants to raise his hand on a given day and play dress-up and make-believe and say, I'm a woman. Richard Levin is not a woman. He does not have XX chromosomes. He has XY chromosomes. That makes him a man. I don't care what he says. I don't care what his feelings are. To quote Ben Shapiro... The facts don't care about his feelings. I think I've also told you on your show once or twice that in all my years of being a college president and all of the commencements that I officiated and orchestrated and all of the commencement addresses that I gave, the graduation speeches that I gave, I never once said, congratulations, you, today I'm going to hand you a diploma that says you majored in opinion." That would have been absurd. That would be asinine to say that you learned nothing while you were in college, in school, at the university, other than your own opinion. Frankly, on graduation day, I don't care what your opinion is. I want you to demonstrate that you've learned something about economics, about psychology, about nursing, about engineering, about physics, about biology, about DNA, and about genetics. There are facts that are relevant here, and if you want to deny them, you don't deserve a degree, and you certainly don't deserve to be promoted to a four-star admiral just because you're delusional. I mean, if this is the point that we are in in our country right now, we are in deep trouble. We are being led by flat earthers. Dr. Piper, it's it's not only the... um confirmation that women don't exist or the cancellation of women as a sex um when you when you elevate people like this based on their feelings it's it's the after effect the effect it has on other people um normalizing um that which is not normal that which is indeed by definition abnormal normalizing psychological conditions like gender dysphoria as being okay it's what leads to things like we saw in Loudoun County, and I know you have been all over this, and I've read your Twitter fi- timeline on this, but you, because of this movement of, of transgender normal, uh, normative uh, you know, behavioral acceptance, um, you have boys putting on skirts, declaring themselves to be non-binary, I'm neither male nor female, I'm whatever I feel like, going into girls' restrooms and attacking them. And, you know, we saw the story there. The girl was forcibly sodomized and forcibly uh, uh, forced to perform fellatio on, 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 a, on a male 
who's using the transgender agenda that is being advanced by people like Rachel Levine to have access to pray in locker rooms, shower rooms, bathrooms, and so on and so forth. So it's the harm that it does to people that I, I think gets overlooked in all of this. We can talk about the science and talk about all of this and the fairness, but there's also a legitimate threat of harm that is, you know, that, that, that girls and women face now because of this bizarre fascination with advancing what used to be a very tiny less than one-tenth of one percent of the population well in in science is uh, is a, what is science science is the pursuit of facts science is asking good questions so that you get right answers correct answers science can be applied to psychology it can be applied to biology it can be applied to physiology it can be applied to ecology and it can be applied to criminology and the facts relative to criminology are we have a bunch of men who no longer have a restrained libido. We've abandoned the biblical worldview, the Judeo-Christian ethic. We've mocked it. We've laughed at it. We've set it aside. And who suffers first and who suffers most when you unleash the male libido? History tells us time and time again, when you do that, women suffer first and suffer most. And our culture right now has um, unleashed the kraken, if you will. We no longer have the ten big laws of God, the Ten Commandments, being taught to young men in our schools. We teach them how to use a condom, but we laugh at the Ten Commandments, and then we're surprised when we, t- when we find them doing these debauched things. If you teach lechery, you're going to get lectures. And these schools, like Lawton County, Virginia, have taught these young men that it doesn't matter what you do as long as it works for you. And they're going and doing it, and now we're surprised. The schools are responsible for creating these monsters. And let me give you one more example of that, Dr. Piper. We may not get to the other story, the CNN story about uh, the all-powerful, all-life-giving Dr. Fauci. Uh, you familiar with Dr. God Saad, Lebanese Christian uh, professor? I'm not. You'll have to help okay. me. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't matter too much uh, other than the fact that uh, he, he put a tweet out. He's, he's a Lebanese Christian professor, and he put a tweet out two days ago that I, th- I found very um, interesting and I wanted to get your thoughts on because it relates directly to what you and I are talking about. He tweeted, my wife was chatting with another soccer mom who told her that in her daughter's class there are eight girls. Five of the girls have declared that they are gay, LGBTQ, pansexual, or transgender. The daughter who is straight was told that it must suck for her to be straight. Now, Dr. Piper, the the chances statistically of all of these girls in one group actually being suffering from either a gender dysphoria or some other some other psychological belief about their own bodies and who they are and what they are, it, it's impossible. Obviously, these kids are following what is trendy. Obviously, these kids are saying it's cool to be gay, it's cool to be trans, it's cool to be you know, non-binary or whatever. This, again, is the harm. It's not just about people say, oh, why do you care if somebody is this or that or how they view themselves? It's, it doesn't bother you. It shouldn't bother you. And this is what we're talking about. It impacts other impressionable people, the children in our, in our communities, and they think this is what they're supposed to do. And that's damaging. Go ahead. 
it, it's social engineering, and it's experimenting on the hearts, minds, and souls of our youth. And we're sacrificing them, their identity. We're teaching them that they're the Imago dog, that they're defined by their passions, their libidos, and their desires, rather than that they are the Imago Dei created in the image of God. And shame on any culture that does that. Yeah, I think that's that's well said, and and we see these stories all the time. Again, the the number of people who consider themselves to be, you know, the wrong sex, trapped in the wrong body, gender dysphoria, as it's been diagnosed, used to be less than one tenth of one percent. Now it's you know half of a class uh, because it's cool to be so, and that's uh, that is social engineering, and uh, and it's winning. Doctor Piper, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Great uh, conversation. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, blessings. Take care. Dr. Everett Piper joining us now. Uh, great conversation with him. It's your turn. 216-901-0945-888-281-1110 on The Authority. Just because the president is incoherent doesn't mean you have to be. The Bob France Authority, keeping you politically coherent. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, uh, what a couple of things that I want to address here. And I hope you'll bear with me for a second. I just got very, very angry during uh, the break at a at a... Um, Facebook comment. Um, just disgusted by the lack of critical thinking. I won't even say deep thinking. I often refer to people as shallow thinkers. They're superficial. They're they're just not very bright. They're not very smart. They can't see beyond what is right in front of their eyes. They can't think beyond the very uh, most most narrow uh, definition of things. And and here's a great example of it on my Facebook page, which I still keep despite Facebook's censorship of conservatives and so forth. I use it to the best of my ability against itself. I uh, I posted the quote that I have been playing on the air for the last two days now. The quote from Dr. Eric Rubin, who is the um, uh, FDA advisory panel doctor who admitted what they're not supposed to say out loud, that they don't know if their drug is safe for children, that Pfizer doesn't know if the drug is safe for children, that the FDA doesn't know if the drug is safe for children, and we won't know until we start jamming it into children. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. So I posted that in text form, and I typed it out, exactly what you just heard. We're never going to learn how safe this vaccine is unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. And that was Dr. Eric Rubin of the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. And it was in answer to the question as to whether or not they should approve the drug under emergency authorization use uh, for kids 5 to 11. He said, well, we're never going to find out unless we do it, so let's do it. So I posted that on my Facebook page. 
and it got a comment from uh, somebody who said, I've got a coworker friend that lives in PA who took that poke and died from a blood clot. Why is that not being reported? Now, I'm not going to say the name of the individual who responded to it, because it'll be embarrassing for him, and I, and I don't think he needs any more embarrassment than he's already getting online for this. But he is a strong vaccine proponent. He's a conservative leader, or sort of, in Northeast Ohio. One that I have had a good relationship with, one, but one for whom I, I, I have lost a lot of respect um, because of his continual, continual, uh, or continuous promotion of the vaccine and the denial of the science that goes along with it. So this individual responded on my Facebook page about the the coworker died from a blood clot and said. It is being reported. I was very well of this very rare risk. A third person chimed in in response to that and said, very rare risk. Pretty sure that person is still dead. And the conservative Northeast Ohio leader responded, yeah, and tens of thousands are dead from auto accidents. Does that make cars bad? And that's when I just chimed in during the break. And I wanted to bring it to the airwaves because I'm so livid at that type of shallow thinking nonsense. Question for you, sir. Are cars mandated by the gosh darned government? Nobody is forcing anybody to get into a car under penalty of losing their jobs. Cars aren't mandated. This shot is being mandated. And it's being pushed by shallow-thinking boobs like you who don't want people to know the risks. And that's the difference. People who choose, again, choice to drive cars or to ride in cars are well aware of the risks of driving cars. They're well aware of accidents involving cars. The government goes out of its way, by contrast, to hide the risks of the Pfizer profit jab and the Moderna profit jab and the Johnson profit jab because all they care about is profit, profit, profit. And they go out of their way to hide the risks. They don't want you to know about myocarditis. They don't want you to know about blood clots. They don't want you to know about palsies. They don't want you to know about paralysis. Sometimes temporary, sometimes longer, and maybe we don't know if it'll be forever. They don't want you to know about a ton of extraordinary adverse reactions people have suffered because of the profit jabs. And that's the difference. They hide the side effects and the adverse reactions of the vaccine, or excuse me, the profit shots, and then mandate and force them on people anyway. And you want to compare that to people dying in car accidents and that makes cars bad? How freaking stupid do you have to be? My mind is blown that this individual still holds a position of leadership and some influence in Northeast Ohio conservative circles. His promotion of this very dangerous, risky profit jab 
that the FDA itself cannot declare is perfectly safe. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. And he continues to push it on people in his messaging. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be absolutely ashamed of yourself. Comparing auto deaths in auto accidents from deaths caused by vaccines. One is voluntary and risks are well known. The other one is now involuntary. If you're a federal worker, a federal contractor, somebody who works for a federal contractor, if you're a member of the United States military, mandated. And they hide the risks. I just heard... A commercial, a 13-second commercial that was attached to our total traffic, which is not ours. It's where we get our traffic reports from and our and our some of our news reports from, promoting the Pfizer shot. I don't know the answer to this question, but I would like to know why they don't have to, as they promote the crop, uh, Pfizer shot, list all of the side effects, the potential side effects. I've covered this before. I'll cover it again. I can sit here and just read a list of medications that I have seen advertised on TV in recent months that spend 15 seconds out of a 60-second commercial telling you how great the product is and 45 seconds telling you about all the terrible things that might happen to you if you do it before wrapping with, wrapping the, the segment with or the commercial with, see your doctor, see if it's right for you. Find out if one of these risks are too much for you, and maybe it's not worth your risk to, 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 to uh, try to get these benefits. And they do that because they have to. It's a law. It's rule a rule. You advertise a drug, a prescription, or even an over-the-counter drug, you have to tell, they have to tell people who are listening to it things that could go wrong. But not the profit shots. Pfizer's in the clear. Moderna's in the clear. Johnson is in the clear. Hell, Pfizer is in the process, and I just did an interview with a doctor talking about this. They're in the process right now of, of trying to obtain immunity from liability on the, the, the children jabs that they now want to give to 5 to 11-year-olds. They're basically saying, it's safe and effective, it's safe and effective, it's safe and effective. And oh, by the way, if it's not safe and your kid dies or develops a terrible disease or reaction, you can't sue me. You can't sue us. That's why those big pharmaceutical companies, born out of, born out of pure greed and motivation of profit and nothing else, are not here for public health. If they were about public health, they would list all of the potential side effects and tell people, ask your doctor if this shot is right for you. They don't. It's up to me. And people like me that have large audiences of people to tell them, talk to your doctor before you decide if you're going to get that jab. Maybe it is right for you. Maybe the risk for you is so severe that if you get COVID-19, that it's worth getting the shot for you. Okay? I'll tell you, talk to your doctor. 
But the idea that some of these people want to hide, and particularly the companies themselves, want to hide the potential damaging effects and not tell you to go talk to your doctor, tell you just trust the CDC, trust the science, trust the science, get the shot, it's safe and effective. These people aren't motivated by public health, they're motivated by profit, because they, they don't have science on their side. That's why I keep promoting that and selling these T-shirts. I want it to be seen. It's not science. It's compliance. Do what you're told because we say so. They don't have the science. If they had the science, they trusted the science, they would allow doctors like Dr. Urso to be heard and the 10,000 doctors that have combined and medical professionals and researchers have combined to challenge the, quote, safe and effectiveness, safety and effectiveness of these profit-motivated jabs. They would take that challenge and say, let's put the science up against the science. Let's see your results. Let's look at our results. Let's see if this is safe. Instead, they bury and excommunicate those other doctors from the scientific community. They don't want to hear their results. They don't want to see their research because it gets in the way of the profit of Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson and any of the others, AstraZeneca and any of the other companies that are out there trying to provide these things. They're lying to you, period. And then I get people who are supposedly free thinkers who are just shallow thinkers in the conservative community saying, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot, telling me that I am harming people by telling them not to? Are you out of your mind? I've got science upon science. You've got nothing but conjecture and Dr. Fauci. I'll put that Israeli study up and 15 other randomized controlled trials up proving that people who have had uh, COVID-19 or have been exposed to it and have active antibodies have 27 times more protection than Pfizer can possibly provide in their potentially dangerous and lethal profit jab every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But you won't let me put those doctors and scientists and studies up. You bury it. When you have Pfizer scientists admitting on hidden cameras and actually double-checking and asking the questioner, you're not wearing a wire, are you? Because the stuff I'm saying right now will get me fired and get my company destroyed. You're not wearing a wire, are you? No? Okay, because, yeah, I feel like I'm working for an evil corporation, they say. A corporation that is driven by money. This organization called Pfizer is run by COVID dollars now. They've said this out loud. Didn't know they were being recorded, but they've said it. I mean, you have multiple companies that were basically given a crap ton of money to produce vaccines, and they're pushing them. So what happens to the monoclonal, monoclonal antibody trainers? Push to the side. Why? Money. It's disgusting. You're not wearing a wire, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation because it comes down to profits in the end. And I mean, I'm there to help people, not to make millions and millions of dollars. So I mean, that's the moral dilemma. Billions and billions. I'm trying to be nice. No, I hear you. I hear you. I do. I mean, I'll still give you a hard time about it. I work for an evil corporation because it's all about profits, not public health. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. How so? By it netted like over fifteen billion last year. They're going to make that shot. That. Pfizer profit motivated shot available under emergency authorization for your children ages 5 to 11 and they're going to tell you that it's safe and effective hoping you didn't hear the FDA doctor who said we don't know if it's safe we'll find out after we jam it into enough kids arms And they're going to tell you it's your responsibility to get your kid that shot before he can come to school. You don't think mandates are coming for your kids as soon as this becomes available? You better make contingency plans. And I'll tell you right now, if you put your kid in that line to be experimented on, and that's exactly what this is, because they said so themselves. You weren't supposed to hear it. It wasn't supposed to be recorded. But they're going to experiment and find out if it's safe or not by putting into your kid's arm. You do that. And I said it before and I'll say it again. I question your fitness as a parent. Make your own choice. We're a free country. I will not demand that you do anything. I don't have the power to issue mandates anyway. But I will ask you to think about your children before you go buying into the political nonsense of the profit-motivated big pharmaceutical companies that are not interested in your child's health. And they are not interested in your health. They are interested in their bottom line, period, point blank. I'll be back. All right, 1057. I don't have a ton of time here. I apologize for that. But uh, Margaret in Northeast Ohio, somewhere, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning, Bob. Amen to everything you just said. Thank you. I wish I didn't have to say yes, it, but thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyways, um, I represent Ohioans defending freedom. I'm good friends with Paul and Jenny. And awesome. uh, Ohio called to action. Just want to remind people, get out their T-shirts that say they don't want science, they want compliance, and come down to Smuckers down in Orville. At 4.30 tonight, we'll be uh, protesting tyranny. Well, that's a great thing to do. And, you know, I just talked to somebody 
two days ago who's got a sister who works for Smuckers who is in this very serious precar- precarious situation, and they are fighting them, you know, like hell to excuse me, they're fighting their hardest <laughs> to, uh, you know, to to save their jobs and not be forced to do this. So I completely agree. You got to fight for freedom oh. and fight for the right to uh, make their own medical decisions there and everywhere. Oh, absolutely. They're coming after all of us. I have three friends that just got. Um, letters that say, you know what, comply or you're out of a comply job by January. Job. What? Yeah, it's... Yeah, what, what is the push? What is the urgency? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's what I want to know, too, especially, uh, you know, when, when you look at the numbers, they're dropping all over the country. And in, this, in the uh, uh, states that have banned any mandates at all, like Florida, Florida has tied for the lowest uh, uh, number of new cases and hospitalizations in the country, for crying out loud, in the last two months. And it's all because they are not mandating anything. There is no need and no urgency for this. I'd like to know what the reason is, too. Margaret, thank you. I hope you have an awesome rally there, and I hope people do show up in their no science just compliance shirts if you have not gotten your shirt either a t-shirt or a hoodie they are available right now at alwaysright.us alwaysright.us order your shirt wear it to the events that you go to wear it with pride because you are wearing the truth and that's what we do we wear the truth we share the truth and it's on our side thanks to everybody for being a part of the show we'll see you tomorrow bye-bye Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.